Greetings, heroes, and thank you for answering the Summoner's Call. Presented by the Gamers Inn, this is a podcast for all fans of Fire Emblem Heroes and the Fire Emblem franchise. I'm your host, Ryan Murphy, and joining me today is my co-host, Eddie. How's it going, Eddie? Not too bad. That's Been good. hectic month back in February. <laughs> yeah, back... All the last month, you know, when we when we missed two episodes, two normal episodes, I guess we got a we got a mini in there, but I don't know, it's not the same. It's not the same when it's just me reading notes, talking to our fine listeners. They want to hear the back and forth, the banter, the 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 Ryan makes a mistake and Eddie corrects me, which I really appreciate because I'm sure I made a bunch um, on uh, on the mini, but. Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of uh, one of the weapons names that has stuck with me was Nimes weapon. I think it was like, well, I guess it didn't stick with me that much, but I, I could look it up. It was like Vit, Vit, Vit something. Now, now I'm making, my, making a fool of myself. I got to look it up. It was, uh, it was, oh, it was a silent H. It was Vit Vulture Plus. How's that? Oh, okay. Yeah. Bring it all back. Anyways, not to, not to. Not to dwell in the past, although we are going to talk about those new heroes a little bit when we get to the summoning results. Um, but the banners that are running right now, to continue the confusion, we have the Weekly Revival 2 banner running, as well as the Weekly Revival 12 banner. Soon we will escape this madness, I'm assuming, Eddie, as we jump back between the 40s and and and, and the, the early numbers. I don't know if you know when that's going to happen, but hopefully soon. I think it'll be gone for a bit. So, all right. Well, yeah. look forward to that. Um, mm-hmm. We got uh, Tethys and Ewan's battle going to the eighth. Heroes with Saul going to the tenth. Legendary Sita is going to the thirteenth. Grail's devoted special hero revival going to the fourteenth, and Tempest Trials going until the seventeenth. Now, Eddie, it's been a few weeks. I have not gone over our summoning. Uh, did not go over our summoning last week. So I'm curious how you've been uh, keeping up with the with the summoning over the last couple of weeks. Well, um, I did dive into the Ascended Dune banner uh, that ends tonight, probably before we release this. Uh, but um, focused on blue for Dune and got a pity break uh, along the way. Um, can't remember who exactly, but by the time I got a Dune, I was close enough to the spark that I decided to uh, go all the way to the spark with the intent to grab a spare. Idun, uh, along the way, because um, I was just summoning entire rings to get there quicker and cheaper, I ended up getting a hue and a spare Idun. So I ended up using the spark to grab Neem, or Nime. Uh, so only one I did not get from this banner was the four-star unit, and they'll be joining the three-star pools starting tomorrow. So on the Sita banner, I once again focused blue because, um, you know, Sita was blue. And got it knotted up with a couple of pity breaks two times, uh, but and and ended up sparking Sita. So two spare knots and a spe- Sita. Yeah, I was gonna say I see what you did there. It's very, it's a very good dad joke. Knotted up. Uh, I gotta say, uh, when it comes to these special hero banners, so again, like we haven't recorded in a while, I dove into the Valentine's banner. Um, first of all, I got a Henriette on the free summon for one of the revivals of previous years. I think that was uh, one of the first revivals to go up for Valentine's. Um, I got all the heroes from the Hero Fest banner that was running. Again, a bit of a throwback. Um, plus 
all the new Valentine's special heroes outside of a Wayne. So I did not get the four star summon on the banner, uh, but I did get everybody else. Um, and yeah, I managed to summon legendary Sita before I needed to spark. Uh, I didn't end up sparking on that banner. I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to. There's not a whole lot on the banner I'm looking for, although uh, I'm, I might have to double check on that before she uh, leaves. But I did get a random gatekeeper somewhere along the way. I think on one of my random summons because he is in the normal okay. pool. Yep. Yeah. It was a it was a busy couple of weeks, uh, and we were talking about this pre-show. I'm I'm currently sitting on 300 orbs. I did not summon on the new heroes banner, the Adun banner. Um, but I feel like the addition of sparking on the legendary and slash mythic and special hero banners has really helped me, you know, hold on to my extra orbs. Like for the most part, the way I summon is there's usually one or two heroes on the banner that I want. So I focus in on that, um, that summoning color. And sometimes along the way, other heroes will, will, uh, will arrive. I think that happened with the with the Valentine's banner as I was trying to, I, th- I think with that one, I was just, cause I, I, I like awakenings. I was probably just trying to get everybody except for Owain, I guess, <laughs> poor guy. Um, but I just find that the sparking don't feel too bad for him. No, he it on himself. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, I find that with sparking with the special banners and the legendary slash mythic has been, I hate to say it like a real game changer for me in the way I summon. And it's really helped me hold on to my orbs but I do know, I do realize that like I, I agree with the general public that sparking on these other banners should have been added for everyone as like a, hey, we love you. Here's here's something new for everyone. Um, or at least, you know, not lock it behind a paywall. Like maybe, I don't know. I just, I feel like, I feel like it was not a mistake, but I, I see why they did it. But I just, I'm torn, like, I've never really been against the Fey Pass. It is what it is. I think from a from a cosmetic standpoint, it's really cool to get these extra heroes. And as Eddie's pointed out, like an, an, a free five star hero, like you know three three times during your subscription. But like access to these sparks is a real game changer for summoning, especially if you don't want to collect everybody. You just want to have one or two on each banner. It really cuts down on the amount of summoning you might have to do. I mean, even if you want to have everyone, the sparks are helpful because you can, you know, knock out a color. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, maybe you're saving money by subscribing as opposed to buying a bunch of orbs. Like there's less you're you're eliminating a, a, a portion of the randomness which probably, you know, maybe IS did the numbers and they're like, well, if we're going to be taking a hit on the amount of orbs people are buying, then we need to put it behind a paywall. Maybe that was their logic. But I don't know. I I see both I see both sides of it and I'm like, I really appreciate that they added it, but it is a bit of a bummer because it's behind a paywall, but I think it's actually stopped me from using a lot of my orbs. So, I'm I was surprised. I thought you know, I did a bunch of summoning on the Valentine's banner and then the legendary banner. I thought, oh man, I'm gonna, I'm gonna dip back below. Like usually, I go right back down to zero when there's a summoning event, but it just hasn't happened. Um, maybe that's due to the, you know, anniversary celebrations and we got a bunch of orbs there, but I didn't think we got that many. So I don't know. I just, uh, I guess I'm appreciating it and. I just wanted to throw it out there. I, I know talking about Fey Pass can sometimes be like a boo, you know. 
but I mean, it sucks, but there's not much more that can really be said about it unless they decide to change their minds. So sucks. Wish it wasn't that way, but that's the way it is. Yeah. And we can debate on what's right or wrong, but until, you know, IS or Nintendo or whoever's in charge there decides to change it, there's nothing that can really be done. Yeah. I don't think they're going to change their mind. I think it's, uh, I think it is stuck where it's going to be stuck. There might be some special banners like that come along where they do offer a spark as a special bonus to everybody. I think they've done that with. Which they've done pretty consistently. They usually give everyone like multiple sparks for the, uh, whatchamacallit banner, the Brave banner. Yeah, Brave banner. I think they've offered it on the Christmas banner once, just as it, this is before they added it to Phase Pass, but yeah. Well, I mean, we'll we'll continue to keep an eye on it, and uh, well, like I said, there's probably going to be no changes. If anything, Faye Pass is likely to get something added behind the paywall this year. Um, they seem to do something every every year or so, so look forward to that, I guess. But um, what do we actually have on the books, Eddie, coming up? Well, the calendar is winding down this week, as we only have a couple days left. Uh, the Spring Rabbits launch tomorrow uh, with everything that comes with it, including the Tempest Trial. Uh, Bound Hero Battle Revival for Felicia and Flora comes up on the 9th, and the 10th brings us a New Heroes Banner Revival uh, for Book 5 Mid, not in more, uh, and of course the connected Forging Bonds with that as well. Nice. So. And I think we get our free... Uh, this is actually probably a good segue. Yeah, that's we- on the 11th. Yeah, so we get our free... Hero Rises character, which I will say this, Ninja Duo Corrin female won the voting gauntlet and will be given out for free on the 11th. Joining her on the Hero Rises banner when it comes out will be Thor, Legendary Mythic Byleth, and Hatari Duo Azura. The final round came down to a brawl between the two duo units as Thor and Byleth could not beat them. So Male Byleth, by the way, not oh, Mythic Byleth. Oh, sorry, yeah, Male Byleth. Um, yes, male Byleth. Uh, if you were, if you were, uh, rooting for Ninja Duo Corrin, that is the hero that will be given away for free. Uh, I personally was basically just looking for a hero I didn't have already. Um, and when Thor lost, I was like, okay, it's a toss up between Ninja Duo Corrin and Atari Duo uh, Zura. And I was, I was glad, uh, Corrin won because I did not have her in my collection yet. So, I'll consider that a win. Yep. I mean, uh, Beast Edelgard didn't even make it out of round one. And I think she was probably one of the uh, expected to go far ones. Yeah. Fallen Edelgard, but... Edelgard in general. It was it was weird to see her not even crack, the, crack into the top four, so it is what it is. Yep. But um, as Ryan mentioned on the mini last week, we do have our new legendary banner running. Uh, this one ran for a full two weeks, which was nice. Uh, so we'll go over her uh, skills this week uh, with Sita, Beloved Queen. Sita was crucial in Mars Quest, and their love only grew, which led to them getting married. And she joins us after that happened in this blue legendary Lance Water flying version of her. She wields the Wing Lifted Sphere, which grants her Kanto 2 and dual effectiveness against cavalry and armored foe, as well as attack plus 3. If she initiates combat or is within two spaces of an ally, she also gets a plus five to all four stats during combat. And also, if her foe has bonuses on them, she takes them from him and uses them herself during combat. Essentially, she gets a plus X to each stat with a minus X for that stat to her foe, 
with X being the bonus of foe I had on each of those four stats, and they are each calculated independently. Her legendary skill is called Faithful Loyalty, which allows her to counterattack before the foe's first attack if they are either armored or cavalry units, while also neutralizing effects that prevent her follow-up attacks during combat and granting, granting her vantage after combat. Uh, vantage is a keyword that essentially no matter who attacks her, she gets to attack on uh, first for the for one turn. Uh, so essentially it's the same thing as her uh, you know, special skill, but no uh, you know, no qualifications after the skill activates. Um, she also comes with another new skill called Distant Storm that allows her to counterattack regardless of her foe's range and grants her plus five during combat if at the start of combat she has a quarter or more health of her health, but damages her for five health after combat if she attacks. She rounds out her skill with attack defense rain and minbo. So good stuff. She seems pretty beefy with all that stuff, especially in armored and cavalry units. Yeah. No, I mean uh, I mean it's a good uh, it's a good addition to the game. I think I think this was one that in Discord, people were saying it, it, she had leaked ahead of time. I think due to a placement in um, one of the either the arena or something. Either way, uh, it was kind of expected that she would arrive eventually. Being sort of um, lore wise, uh, the queen to to Marth. Um, so it's good that they've got her in the game, and I and I'm really happy that they've given her this really, as you said, beefy kit because again, like. She's a a beloved character, and she would she needed to, I think she needed to have like a a lot of good skills here, and and I've I've used her a little bit throughout the game as I did summon her, and I've been I've been using her in some of the, uh, you know my 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 gameplay and whatnot, and she's really really good. Like she's been holding her own. It's been really good, um, and the fact that she has Canto there, like I love that new ability. It's so handy because I am such an aggressive player. So I want to get in, do some damage, and then basically take another move and get the hell out of dodge. You know, so that is yep. that is so handy. I love it so much. Um, her and her and Erica, uh, I, I've been I've had her them on a team, and they've been just running in, doing some damage, and running out. That's uh, brave, Erica. But yep. yeah, it's been really good. She's she's awesome. And again, like I love the the future sort of like post-game look at the character, you know, having, you know, finished uh, Mystery of the Emblem. She's the queen now with Marth, and she's got the whole regal look with the with the with the regal cape and, and whatnot. She just looks awesome. I'm sure it's Brave Erica, not Legendary you were using. Uh, you know, it could, you're right. It could, I, I honestly don't know. Which one? Brave Erica is way, way, way too too far away for Kanto. It must be Legendary Erica. Uh with her remix, I'm pretty sure she got Kanto added to her. You know what? I don't know then. Remember, she got remixed recently, a couple months ago, and I'm pretty sure Kanto was added to her then. Ah. Uh, the beginning of January. I don't know. That's a good point. I'm not sure. I'm not sure whether it's Brave, Brave Erica or or Legendary. I don't think it's Legendary. I think it's Brave that I was using, but evidently I... Uh, yeah. Legendary Erica, when she got remixed at the beginning of the... January was giving was given Kanto too. Okay, so, cool. On her lunar brace. I have to go back there. So, I don't think it was her though. I think it was Brave because I think I was I was using the Brave. Was she a mounted unit or was she a lance unit? Mounted. Wait, 
and that would be legendary. Brave uh, Erica was unit. She took up a lance <laughs> like her brother took up an axe. There's too many, too many heroes and too many versions of the same hero. I don't know anymore, man. I don't even know. Speaking of versions of those heroes, the ones that were on this banner, uh, the legendary and mythic ones, will be coming back throughout the coming year. Uh, in March, Not will be returning. In May, Sita and Edelgard will be making their returns. In June, Regan and Leaf will be making their returns. August brings back Faye, Trianda, and Triandra and Corin, while Sothis has to wait all the way until September before she makes a return. Wow. All right, we're booking into September. That's yep. happening. I, I I say this every every month when we go over these. Uh, that they I, I know I know in game development you got to plan out ahead. I mean they are working on heroes right now that will be released in September. That is game development. So there you have it. Um, speaking of game development, version update six point three arrived today. You likely downloaded the update if you wanted to play the game. Uh, it includes, you know, some fairly standard additions. We have the weapon refinery additions. You've got new weapon skills and refines for Shigur, Sue, and Dream Makoto. You have new weapon refines for New Year's Gunthra, Garen, and Legendary Azura. Going over to the combat manuals, on the five star, you've got Spring Fur and Valentine Veronica. For four star, you have Selena, Shauna, Echidna, Orochi and Scion Nana. Nana. Um, after this update, which has already gone out, players can earn Divine Codes Part 3 from Mjolnir's Strike and other recent events that normally yield Divine Codes, which can be redeemed for a new set of heroes. And there's a good chunk of those heroes that you can go check the notes for. Um, they're broken. I don't know if they're always broken. They're definitely always broken down into like the five steps. So you have to unlock step one through five um but i don't know if they're always in this specific branch so branch one is three houses then you have awakening slash fate path of radiant slash radiant dawn binding slash blazing slash sacred stones then you have heroes genealogy thracia 776 and then heroes and mystery plus shadows I don't know if they're the same every year but they have those they change them out yearly and give us a new divine codes and I'm guessing, like last year, Divine Codes three will be will work on the older ones if you run out of that year's specific Divine Codes. But these are the step by step. You gotta uh, get the one before it to get the next one. Uh, allows you get a bunch of manuals and yeah. skills from them. Yeah, and you are so. correct. Uh, normal one and normal two combat manuals will continue to exist. These can be compiled using their own Divine Codes or the newer versions. So you can earn towards those as well, as you said. Yep. Uh, we also got info of a new Legendary Hero getting a remix update. Uh, apparently the Legendary Remix fans are going to be going monthly uh, as Azura gets some remix skills with this update. And we'll go over the details on what she got with her remix when that remix banner drops. Uh, we also usual Heroic Grail updates. Um, Reeve and Dean. Desert Dean will be joining uh, the heroic rails list. I uh, did the New Year's one come in with last month. Can't remember. I don't know. The probably end of February. Well, probably. no, really. Yeah, beginning of February. That makes sense. Time twenty twenty two is just the, the New Year's banner is always weird. It technically happens in the beginning. It doesn't happen until the first of the new year. But yeah, 
it's right on the edge there. So I can't yeah. remember if the New Year's one, I think Kaiser was, if he was in last month's or this month's. But I, well, he's not in this month's, obviously. No, I think he was last month. But uh, yep. yeah. I mean, uh, he came out before either of these two characters. So obviously he's already in there. Yeah, yeah. Um, also rounding it out, we have the standard slash operational updates to Ether Raids, Mjolnir's Strike, Summoner's Duels, uh, and Hero's Journey, plus some other fixes and small additions. You can go ahead and check out the patch notes, uh, for more details. I mean, some of those are just modes we're not playing and they're small additions. Others are, are, uh, are, are bigger updates, but again, we're not playing Summoner's Duels. It would, it would feel weird to just read the patch notes, but... Again, like if you are playing Summoner's Duels, there's something in there for you. Um, they've added, I think, a search by battle ID, which was, I think, the biggest sort of addition. Um, search for a replay. That's kind of neat. And uh, I, I still have not touched it. Have you? Nope. Yeah. <laughs> well, there you go, I mean, folks. If, you're, if you've ever been to our Discord, even in the regular channels, you know I'm not a giant fan of uh, PvP stuff. I much prefer single player. And preferably not too punishing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, playing against the internet, that's punishing sometimes. There are a lot of good people out there who play this game. So um, it is what it is. So, yeah, definitely check out the patch notes. Uh, Those should be in-game. And um, also you can check out the link in the show notes for the Serene's Forest write-up. And uh, we got one last story here as we uh, look to new heroes arriving in the game tomorrow. Yes, the Raptors return in the Hop and Go Seek banner that will be launching at Reset tonight. Maybe it may already be out before uh, you, we this gets posted. It is a joint Awakening Valentia banner with a Shadow Dragon twist. Sonya and Tharja are the harmonized hero on the banner and are joined by Delthea, Henry, and Maria from Shadow Dragon on the banner itself. Luthier will be coming in the Tempest Trial. So. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe this. So if you listen to the mini, this would have been a perfect correction. I'm just remembering. Uh, listen to the mini. I'm like, yeah, we'll have our March special heroes. And I can't for the life of me think of who those folks will be. And of course, it's the Easter Bunny. It's the spring uh, Easter Bunny. It's the spring banner. Um, completely spaced on that. I just it felt like it was too soon. But uh, I think this is one of those rare events where they do actually release them in time for you to celebrate the season. It's just there's still snow on the ground here, so to think of Easter is kind of weird for me. So, I mean, they're still technically a little bit early, but yeah. I'm trying to check something from last year. Ah, uh, yeah, Maria is joining her sister who came in last year. Oh, who's her sister again? Uh, Minerva. Oh, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I forgot uh, that. We time. had, like, the first three years, we had one of each of the um, White Wing trio, and then their leader, Minerva. And now Minerva's sister, Maria, is joining. So that explain kind of makes sense why Maria's there, joining the rest of the White Wing group. Mm-hmm. Well, there you yeah. go, folks. So new special heroes arriving, and we will detail them next episode. I promise you that. But uh, that's going to end the Fae portion of the show. We do have one story in the Elt Realm Gate that I want to get to, which we have been sitting on for a couple weeks. And this uh, this does have to do with uh, Fire Emblem because Nintendo is discontinuing the 3DS and Wii U eShop support in March 2023. And this does impact Fire Emblem and 
to a certain degree affects this show as well um, in the sense that there is a good chunk of Fire Emblem content that you will no longer be able to uh, purchase digitally, um, both on the 3D, 3DS and the Wii U, surprisingly. like The Wii U being the last sort of pay per title for virtual console it's it's a big deal there's a couple of fire emblem games in there um but what i wanted to do is i wanted to kind of read through the dates which i think are critical and then we can have a bit of a discussion of of what content this impacts and, and our thoughts and feelings so um i did state as of late march 2023 it'll be no longer possible to make purchases in the nintendo eShop for the wii u and 3ds but there are other critical dates that are happening sooner than uh, than you may think. So as of May 23rd, 2022, it will no longer be possible to use a credit card to add funds to an account in Nintendo eShop on Wii U or the 3DS. So physically on those systems, you won't be able to use your credit card starting May 23rd. Um, however, users who link their Nintendo Network ID wallet uh, and with their Nintendo account will be able to add uh, uh, funds to their to their account and make purchases right up until the March 2023 deadline. Now, as of August 29th, 2022, it will no longer be possible to use a Nintendo eShop card to add funds to an account in Nintendo eShop on the Wii U in 3DS. So as the window closes, you will have to uh, add money to your account through your Nintendo Switch or Nintendo.com account um, so it's still technically possible to make purchases right up until the end of March, but you'll have to add funds to your account off the Wii U or the 3DS. So not impossible, but they are clearly winding down systems. Um, and you know, I think Nintendo kind of frames this as like a normal thing, which again, from a console standpoint is fairly accurate, um, when it comes to both Nintendo and Sony at least, and and Microsoft to a certain extent. They've definitely shut down stores, but they do have a lot of backwards compatibility available. Um, but I think where the the messaging is lacking is when Nintendo's, we, you know, in Nintendo's own FAQ, it's like, well, do you have any intention on making these this software available in any other way? And it's like, basically, nah. Buy it now <laughs> or forever hold your peace. Um, so Eddie, I've talked quite a bit. What are your, what's your thoughts on this? Like in terms of Fire Emblem and just in, in general? It sucks, especially since we've been doing the, um, uh, whatchamacallit, the game club. Um, yeah, game club and playing through some of these and it's going to be harder to access the stuff. Um, but outside of game club, I'll admit, I don't go back to my 3DS at all. In fact, the fact that it's been a month or so, and I still haven't had a had a dig deep enough dig to find my 3ds, uh, and where it got to after we played through Conquest uh, shows that I don't touch it. You know, yeah, it sucks that a lot of this stuff's going away, and you know there is that. Oh, I paid for it, but I mean, there's physical games you've paid for that you can no longer play at all because they put a deep, you know. Uh, internet connection attached to it and now that they've shut down those servers that game is gone Mm -hmm. so it happens everywhere i mean and one of the big ones that i kind of agree with is the whole preservation side of things is that you know a lot of these things aren't going to be preserved anymore because they decided they don't want to 
you know, run the ban- run the shop anymore. So. Yeah. Yeah, it should be noted. Um, I didn't note it, but it should be noted that if you own any of this digital content, you will be able to download it. Um, for the foreseeable future, Nintendo has not announced an end to that. So if you own, like my, like me, if you own Awakening digitally, you'll still be able to download that from your Nintendo account. Um, but, you know, how it affects this show, we've talked about looking at DLC. Uh, if we don't own that DLC, that's no longer possible. A big one, I think, that jumped to mind right away and made me think, like, man, do I go and buy this game? Um, was the third uh, path for Fire Emblem Fates, which is Revelation. Like, do we? Do I pre-commit to us doing that, even though we had such a hard time with Conquest, and I've heard not-so-great things about Revelation as well? Like, do I go in, pre-purchase that, get it done? Um, you know, it's 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 not the end of the world. Like, I don't mind going in and doing that. But then, like, I also think, well, geez, like, is it, am I going to still be able to play it when I get around to it? Like, um, in the sense that is Nintendo going to, sh- I don't think they'll shut it down completely, but. Well, no, as, as their Q and a on their website shows, you know, as long as you've purchased the items, you will still be able to download it for the foreseeable future. We have no how, idea how long that foreseeable future is. And that might be also part of why I'm more of a, I'm, you know, less upset about this because. All the games that I wanted DLC for, I already purchased the DLC for. Mm-hmm. You know? So, it's like, I'll still be able to download it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, no, that's a good and point. I understand for those who haven't purchased it, it's a pain in the butt. You either have to choose to purchase it now or possibly forgo it forever. But Yeah. I, th- I think Nintendo is just, it, like, I get it. I understand why they're doing it. And I think it's just important for everyone who's listening at home to understand, like, you know, you the Fire Emblem games are hard to come by, um, and it's no surprise that uh, like if you try to find um, uh, you, you want to try to find uh, any GameCube or you know, God forbid, try to find the Wii Fire Emblem game. It's it's impossible um, unless you want to spend two three times its original value, and I yeah. and I I can see that now happening to these 3DS titles, especially Awakening as being a pretty popular entry um or even man shadows of valencia like maybe not as popular but probably going to be rare in the sense that it is a remake that came out late in the 3ds life cycle like these games are going to be hard to come by and shadows of valencia is probably the roughest one especially if you didn't get a physical version exactly i mean i guess if you if you already purchased the version but if you you know well, I mean, if you're discovering the franchise late and you want to play these titles and suddenly realize like, oh, up until a, like 2023, I had easy access to three of these games and now I don't. And I mean, that that is a bummer, especially when it is hard to come by a good portion of this franchise. Um, it's just it's, you know, now now are we going to be sitting here being like, oh, man, I can't wait until Nintendo, Nintendo re-releases the 3DS titles, you know? Like that's not a a fun feeling, but I I mean I wouldn't be opposed to it in the sense that they could be you know upresed and and you know um, they could they could add some additional stuff, but you know this also includes um, 
the uh, the virtual console stuff that they're getting rid of, which is uh, you know Japan loses access to Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light, Gaiden, Mystery of the Emblem, you know, basically all of the of the NES Super NES games, and um, along with Binding Blade, Blazing Blade, Sacred Stones, and Shadow Dragon, you know, all on Wii U. Like that's a good chunk. So uh, I don't know. That's that's the hardest part for me. But it sucks. But I mean, Nintendo's trained us this way for years because they've always pulled this kind of BS. True. I mean, and to be honest, other than Microsoft, most of the other systems have pulled similar BS. I mean, you can't go without paying Sony for PlayStation now. You can't go play your PlayStation 2 games anymore because as of PlayStation 3, it was no longer compatible. Mm-hmm. And PlayStation 4, it wasn't compatible again. I think PlayStation 5 is the first one where there's any level of backwards compatibility, and that's really only because Nintendo forced their hands, and or not Nintendo, Microsoft forced their hands, and Nintendo just has always marched to be its own drum. They've resold this stuff for years, and they'll probably keep reselling it. Mm-hmm. Which sucks. I wish I could, you know, play the game I paid for years and years ago and continue playing it. Yeah. But like Microsoft allows me to do. But yeah. no, Nintendo's always been like that. And the fact that I mean, they're not even letting us do that anymore. Because you know, unless they decide to remake it, they're not doing any kind of uh back compatibility on the Switch, other than the very limited and apparent from what I understand rotating uh Nintendo Switch Online stuff, and most likely, if they ever add 3DS and Wii U to it, it'll be locked behind the uh, pay us twice as much tier for stuff that doesn't actually work. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, the thing is, uh, you're you're likely not to see 3DS or, or Wii U emulated on the Switch, but I think it's very likely you could see Game Boy Advance come in the next few years. Um which would bring back Binding Blade and Sacred Stones, at least, for North America. But, yeah, it's, um, you're, you're, Eddie's absolutely right. This is, uh, this is Nintendo. This is a lot of companies. I think we are spoiled rotten by just, um, both Microsoft, uh, both on the Xbox and, um, Steam on, on PC. But there are even PC games that, that fall out of favor and, and get out of date and then are, left behind by new versions of windows that are mandatory or or uh, what have you so yeah most pc games you can still play but you can't really play them true like years and years ago before even modern stuff i would boot up the original dark forces star wars game and yeah it would run but it was unplayable because it was originally put on such slow systems that just my system running you know my crappy five or six year old system running basic stuff was everything was happening so fast you couldn't even see what was going on so yeah well i mean here's the thing like uh we'll we'll continue to watch this for the next year um i I don't think nintendo is going to change their mind on this i think they got the (laughs) i think a lot of people reacted the same way you did eddie which was basically like well this is nintendo and also the industry so it is what it is and um I mean, it sucks. I wish they wouldn't do it, but they never changed their mind before, so why would they suddenly start now? No. Yeah, Nintendo is not one to change their minds, but they are one to resell us their old games eventually, um, just not not usually Fire Emblem. So 
fingers crossed that that remake that people say is happening. We got the Shadow Dragon on the Switch. We did? For the oh, that's right. anniversary. Yeah. Never say never, because then you might get Shadow Dragon on the Nintendo Switch. There's a copy of the original, but <laughs> it's virtually unplayable. But hey, it's yeah. like, oh, you, you really want this? Here you go. Careful what you wish but for. <laughs> it's nice to have. It's nice as a memory. It's kind of it's nice to have it preserved. But yeah, this this was rough, but it was this was 1990s. So yep, most definitely. Uh, well. That is going to do it for our show. Uh, Eddie, you already talked about, uh, I'm not going to ask if you've had your 3DS. It sounds like you haven't, but we will We will start. Uh, we'll put posters up around your hometown, and hopefully we'll find it, um, and we'll be able to start Awakening. Uh, but look forward to that in the near future. But, Eddie, that's going to do it for our, our show this week. You can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com slash fay. Email the show, fay at gamersinpodcast.com. Check out the Fire Emblem channel and the Gamers in Discord at bit.ly slash TGI Discord. Follow us on Twitter. You can find me at R. Murphy, Eddie at Drowfear, and don't forget to follow at the Gamers in for show updates. Be sure to check out serenesforce.net, our go-to resource for Fire Emblem news and information. That's going to do it for this episode of Summoner's Call. Have a great week, and happy summoning. <laughs>